listening to the Sit Down Standout Show, the podcast where people with all abilities and challenges can stand out from the rest, even if they've got to sit down to do it. I'm Ben and Dykstra, the Rolling Dragon, and it's time for this show to take flight. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sit Down Standout Show, the podcast that gives people with all abilities and challenges a chance to stand out from the rest, even if you've got to sit down to do it. I'm the Rolling Dragon, Ben and Dykstra, and I've got a very unique guest with me. These sticks were made for walking. She sells, recycles, and accessorizes walking sticks, regardless of whether you have cerebral palsy, you're an amputee, or whatever you might need a walking stick for. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the owner, founder, and creator of NeoWalk, uh, <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay Watterson. Lindsay, how are you? Hi, Ben. I'm fine, thank you. How are you today? Well, it's quite warm at about nearly 30 degrees in Canada where I am, but otherwise I'm doing good. That's quite warm for Canada, isn't it? We're down in, uh, in LA at the moment, and I'm told that the weather is called June Gloom. And it is living up to its its name. It is quite gloomy. It doesn't really get the sunshine much in June. Oh, well, I mean, it's better than UK raining, but. No, I'm used to that. That's like 365 days a year. <laughs> the UK <laughs> rains. It's just torture, though, knowing that the sun is just above the clouds and it just won't come through. And I'm thinking, come on, I've got my shorts, I've got my T-shirts. You know, I want to go build a sandcastle, but it's oh. not it's not cooperating at the moment. Definitely, definitely. So talk to me about when you started NeoWalk, um, because you became an amputee over 10 years ago, a below-the-knee amputee. But when did you decide to say, you know what, I'm going to make fashionable, usable walking sticks? I'm actually an above-knee amputee, so that makes walking even more complicated. So after I, after I lost my leg in 2010, um, I did become a, a really good ambulatory amputee. I had a really good leg. I was a bit younger, I was a bit lighter than I am now, and I walked really, really well, but I, I found on some days I did, I did need the help from a, a walking stick. So I couldn't see anything out there. It was gloomy, it was ugly, there was no color, none of the walking sticks out there kind of spoke to me about my personality. So I actually said, stuff it and I'm gonna make my own. And that, that's exactly what I did, and I made my very first um, acrylic walking stick. Okay, I've never heard of acrylic walking stick, but um, I can totally understand that because I think what the key is, is when people, before you opened a company like NeoWalk, was the people that made walking sticks were more concerned with, okay, let's make functional walking sticks versus mm -hmm. attractive and fun walking sticks. Exactly. And they were more concerned with, like, how can we make the most money making functional utilities? Exactly. So, you decided to make Neo Walk your own walking sticks. Mm -hmm. So um, why did you decide to focus specifically on walking sticks? And do you focus on other mobility aids as well? So at the time when I was I was walking and I was an mother is sorry invention is the no necessity is the mother of all invention. Get your words right, lady. I'm old as well, Ben. It just doesn't help. Yeah. So when when you want something that you can't find, 
you make it yourself. So I was walking, but I needed a walking stick. And you're right, out there seemed to be, it, it was two worlds. You either had function or, or beauty and, and, a, and a sexy mobility aid. It was like they couldn't exist both together. And I, and I thought that's actually really wrong. But at the time, I was going through a phase where I kind of wanted... This is going to go really deep into my head here, Ben. I wanted to be invisible because I was still coming to terms with the loss of my leg and the the physical changes that, that I'd gone through. So I kind of wanted to be invisible. So I wanted an invisible walking stick. And that was why I made one out of acrylic, which is, I think, what you would call lucite. Um, it was in, it was clear and it was invisible and you could hardly see it. And it was it was because at the time in my in my brain, in my head, I was still coming to terms with the huge changes that I'd, that I'd gone through. Um, but no, I, I decided that you, you could have both that could exist together and you could have function and beauty. And I think we've proved that, although we do only concentrate on walking sticks at the moment. We are hoping to move into making um, crutches and um, aids for people with sight um, with with, um, with sight issues and different types of ferals um, either the, the four-pronged or wider ferals just so we're, we are actually catering for a, a wider market because now we're established we know that what we make works and people like it so we are looking at, at branching out into a, a few different things that's awesome. Now, you've been featured in a lot of different things. You've been on the BBC, you've been on and interviewed multiple times, and you're established now, as you said. Mm. Who has helped you and inspired you most along your journey? Because it is not easy to start any operation from scratch and get it established. No, it's not. It's not easy. So my, my motivation is, and what gets me up every morning, is everybody out there that either uses one of our walking sticks or is thinking they might need one or is just in general grappling in the, in their minds with going into using a walking stick because they're not sure that they can cope with how it makes them look. They might be getting um, negative feedback from family members. It's everybody out there that is going on their journey with walking sticks that, that motivates me and gets me up every day and some of the the emails that we get the messages that we get i swear ben you look like a tough guy but i think i could make you cry with some of them they are absolutely stunning some of the the messages that we get trust me i'm not a tough guy at all <laughs> you're just a pussycat oh you'd be a pushover i could make you cry really easy <laughs> but speaking of uh customer feedback and reaction can you tell us what you would consider one of your more memorable Good, bad, or indifferent, one of your more memorable customer experiences? Oh, goodness. I mean, every day, and that's, I'm not exaggerating, every day we receive emails. I mean, fair enough, some people are a little bit, a bit waspy about things, but every day we, we receive emails saying, thank you, thank you. There's one in particular, there's two in particular, um, a lady who said she hadn't left her house for three years because she was too ashamed to be seen with a mobility aid. And she, her, her friend had told us about, told her about Neo Walk and she'd bought one and she'd gone out 
and people had spoken to it. Because what, what we find happens is when you go out and you use a really good looking, funky mobility aid, people will come and talk to you. But all they want to do is talk to you about your mobility aid. They don't give a damn why you're using it. They just want to talk to you about your, your really cool mobility aid. And it shifts the focus away from your personal self onto this walking stick it's like it's like magic so this lady had gone out after three years of being in and people had spoken to her and they'd spoken to her about her mobility aid they're little conversation starters you know where you, you go out and you feel that people i feel people stare at me all the time and i feel um you know children being pulled away by their parents saying oh no don't, don't bother that person don't bother them don't don't talk to them when in reality come talk to me i don't care come and ask me how i am what sort of day i'm having um um, so they are little conversation starters. That one sticks in my mind. And another one of a lady who had been told that she couldn't be in her sister-in-law's wedding pictures because she was going to be in a wheelchair. And, and I thought, that's beyond poor. That's really bad behaviour. Um, but this, this lady got herself a gorgeous walking stick and she stood in all her sister-in-law's wedding photos and she kind of stuck two fingers up to her and said, ha, you know, I'm in your photos and look at me and I'm still disabled, but look at me now. I'm uh, just loads like that. You know, we get so many lovely, lovely messages. Wow. I, I love that. Like, I, I don't need, I don't necessarily know the story behind the wedding, but it's like, Hey, I can be in your wedding photos. Ha -ha. Right. You kind of think there was probably a bit of friction there to start with, don't you? But yeah, yeah I, I love that the lady just stuck a, stuck a finger up and went, ha, I'm here and I'm still disabled, but you can't complain, can you? So yeah, we, we, we have some amazing, amazing people. Yeah. Um, you talked about making the walking stick a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. What? makes in your mind because medical companies might say differently but in your mind what is what makes a good walking stick um it's got to give you confidence it's got to make you feel that it's underneath you and it's there helping you balance because walking sticks are balancing aids and we do have to remind people a lot of this a lot of the time they aren't crutches they're not, not built to be putting, you know, all your weight through. They are balancing aid. So it's something that needs to give you confidence. It needs to feel sturdy. Um, and I totally agree. A lot of the medical companies would say, well, that's all it has to be, full stop. But I, we go one step further. You know, I think it can reflect your personality can say a bit about you you see these guys on my head i collect glasses because they say a bit about my personality i've got wild pears i've got orange i've got green i've got sparkly ones you know and i think we're taking we're taking walking sticks on the same journey that spectacles have been on uh, where they've evolved and now they're a fashion item, but they're still a medical device because without them, I can barely see you, Ben. I know you're gorgeous, but I, know, I can barely see you. Um, you know, so I think we're taking sticks on the same journey as that. Right. And I think that that's definitely something that we need to do because as much as we can't help it, we don't necessarily want to feel like, Okay, I am disabled every day. We don't need to be reminded of that by having a bland but useful walking stick. We need to make every aid that we have, whether it's our glasses, whether it's our crutches, whether it's our canes, we need to make it a part of us because our disabilities aren't going anywhere. 
They're not. And I, you, I don't know whether you'd agree with me. You can get some pretty funky wheelchairs nowadays. I think wheelchairs have gone on more of a journey than other mobility aids. Do you? I'm still waiting for ones that have snow tires attached, but... Uh, well, then you just need to move. You're in the wrong part of the world. You need to come down here where it's all palm trees and sand. and Yeah, but I, I, I've seen some really cool wheelchairs. And I think, you know, there's someone out, but, but the price of them, the, the prices are just crazy. That's another thing we try and do mm. at Neopork is although they are a handmade bespoke item and i don't know whether you realize this but everyone is handmade um we do try and price them so people can have more than one because we quite often have 25 fantastic colors in stock you know and, and people want more than one so we do try and keep the prices low but wheelchairs i feel have just gone the other way and the, the prices are just crazy oh absolutely my uh power chair that i use brand new 10 grand mad i mean it's mad especially when a lot of us are on like a disability check when you can only make so much exactly and it's not new technology is it the technology for wheelchairs and power chairs has been around for ages they're not reinventing the wheel they're just putting a bit of style in it and adding a couple of extra zeros on the end Mm -hmm. job quest doesn't just help people who are facing employment barriers find a job they help them keep a job From basic life skills development to employment preparation, JobQuest provides coaching, on-the-job training, and follow-up support. If you or someone you know is experiencing employment barriers, including mental health challenges, an intellectual or physical disability, check out JobQuest, a division of Community Living Trent Highlands. Find out more at clth.ca today. Hey, my fellow standouts, it's the Rolling Dragon, Ben and Dykstra, here to ask you a couple of questions as we've reached the halfway point in our program. Has life thrown you a curveball? Have you lived with what many people would consider unfortunate circumstances or unique challenges? How have you turned them around into something positive for yourself and for others? Is it your time to stand out from the rest? Well then... Register as a guest at www.rollingdragonmedia.com and get ready to stand out from the rest. And now, for the rest of our story. So I want to take a break from talking about the sticks specifically for a minute. I want to go to the business of running the business, because that's what we're focusing on for the month of July is entrepreneurs and content creators. So what I want to ask you is, not only have you done Neowalk, but you're also traveling a lot for business. You're, you've been performing in a few things. You've gone on zipline adventures. What is the secret to time management and managing all that you're doing? I'm learning. I'm learning because um, up until just a short while ago, maybe two or three years ago, I was still doing everything and making everything myself. The business has actually grown quite, quite dramatically, quite quickly. So what I've had to do is surround myself with really great people. So I've got a really great team at Neowalk who know when I've got meetings. They know when I'm due to go and take the dogs to the park. They know when I'm due to get on a train to go somewhere. And they literally, you know, they they look after me and they support me. So it's I think it's the support network that helps me manage Neowalk um, because on my own it was it was too overwhelming there was too much to do so i'm surrounded by this really great team 
of which a lot are family. Um, I have surrounded myself with uh, with family members who, yeah, just want to kick my butt every day and tell me to get out of the house and get out of bed and come and do something creative, you know? Oh, yeah, I totally understand that. I've been doing this whole podcast myself since October, so. I totally... Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Hey, but it's very rewarding at the end of the day when you get to hear that somebody enjoyed your content or when someone says, oh my goodness, this story or this walking stick, for example, has changed my life. There's nothing more rewarding than that. Even if you, yeah, that's... even if you made profit or not. Completely. That That's what gets us up on a, on a, on a morning, you know, and we do, we do donate. Um, people won't know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to tell the world. We do donate walking sticks to a charity that we have in the UK called um, Jacob's Well, uh, which is where we ask people to recycle their old walking sticks to as well. Um, it's a, a charity that takes mobility aids, used mobility aids all over the world to either war zones or poorer countries to people who need them but can't afford them. So we do donate a lot of our sticks, a lot. We, we do donate quite a few. Um, and we ask people to donate their older sticks when they get one of our new ones. I definitely love that because I honestly mm. never knew where those go when someone is done with them or they pass on. I always just figured it either winds up unfortunately in the landfill or somebody was like well your great uncle used to use this here have that as like a memory item or a souvenir or something exactly yeah well no i mean and a lot of them could end up in landfill but you know there's nothing wrong with them they've got a lot of years left in them they're still sturdy um so they end up in firstly in our garage at home our garage 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 um and then we take them to the charity which is about 25 miles away and then they distribute them they, they then get on the back of one of their uh, wagons and they distribute them all over the world so it's a great feeling to know that we are recycling because we're not fan, uh, fans of waste but that we are actually helping um, other people around the world as well so i love that about the business as well absolutely you're giving something that used to aid somebody and now it's kind of a bit worn but you're giving it a new life as opposed to it just wasting away in the garbage it sounds like me, Ben. You know, I'm just a bit worn, but I've got plenty of life left in me and just don't put me on the garbage heap. You don't look worn at all. <laughs> oh, you should look closer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the topic of businesses. For anyone who is listening to this podcast or will listen to it in July when it drops, what advice would you give to any young entrepreneur, regardless of whether they have a disability, a mental health challenge or not, that wants to start their own business? I think my, my advice would be the same to anybody, whether they're struggling with a disability or any, any kind of um, chronic illness. I would say research your market. Be sure that your market is there. Just because you think a product might be great doesn't mean that there is actually a market out there for it. So research your market. Um, 
believe in yourself believe that you that you can do it you know thousands of entrepreneurs before us have gone and walked this road and there's no reason that anybody from our community can't do this and market yourself you've got to get out there and, and talk to people because you can have the greatest product in the world but if nobody knows it exists you're never going to sell any so you've got to market yourself and i think people believe mistakenly that marketing is just for big companies but it's not it's for everybody you need to get out there and push and talk and talk about yourself. Absolutely. I just, before we signed on, I did a live Q and a this morning. If anybody had any questions about the show, how I came up with Mm -hmm. the idea, or just to know a little bit about the host, come on in, leave a little comment or something. Exactly. And, and, And there's nothing quite as special in a business as people being able to get to know the, the face behind the business. And I think when you're interesting, like you and a little bit me, when you're interesting, it really, it, it helps if people know a little bit about who you are. Very true. But it also, you can't discount that it takes work to be interesting. Yeah, it does. I, you see, I cash in a lot on my past because I used to be quite interesting. <laughs> Not so much now, but I used to be interesting. Um, I've done a lot of crazy things, so people still want to talk to me about that. So, But yeah, you know, na- nowadays, I, oh, did you know, Ben, I was in Vogue this month, last month. Very cool. And I never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth. It's like childhood dream stuff. Yeah, they did an article on me in Vogue, which is just... And, you know, every day I wake up and I think what's going to come next. And it's exciting. And I still I still really love it. Congratulations to that. I was also I was also in uh, an article in the Minden Times, which is a small town that's like half an hour from where I live cool. talking about the show. Yeah, so good. So people know about you. People, the word is getting out there. The word is getting out. Yeah. You just have to have a little patience. Yes. Patience, and in my um, line of work, you've got to have a bit of makeup, and you know, lots to lots to talk about. And people, you know, you're connecting with people every time. You see, you you and I talking now, we'll be connecting with with some people in in my community that have never really thought, oh, I'm going to go and listen to him, but they will now. One hundred percent. Now, as we're starting to wind down, I want to go back to you and when you became an amputee 10 years ago, um, when did you develop your mindset that I may have lost my leg, but I can still do the same stuff that I used to do just differently? Because I think it takes a while for anyone, regardless of what trauma you've been through, to kind of develop that mindset. There's like almost like, I don't know if if you've heard of the five stages of grief like anger, denial, acceptance, and then eventually you come to a point where you can move on. When was that moment for you? And it is grief that you go through because it's grief for losing a limb, it's losing mobility, it's losing a life that that you had or that that perception of losing a life that that you had Um, because it after a short while, you do realize that that life is still there. Like you said, you just do it differently. The big moment came for me when I I ran away and joined the circus, believe it or not. I, I joined the circus to train for the 2012 Paralympic ceremonies. And I was employed by the Olympic Committee. There was 40 disabled people covering every disability, every disability. 
um, and we, we trained for six months and we performed in the um, opening and closing ceremonies for the, uh, the Paralympics. And I found my tribe. I found my people when I went there. And I'd, I'd been an amputee probably for about two years. And it was it was mind blowing because I looked at all these people who were struggling and overcoming and myself as well, that they watched me do it. And I just realized that when I was flying around on a trapeze and I was doing all this these crazy things, oh my God, I can still do this. I can do this and I'm just doing it a little bit differently. And it took that for me to realize actually there's no stopping me. And I just became a yes person and everything that came my way, I just said yes, 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 yes. And it got me into some silly situations, but um, I, I was a stripper in a movie as well. Um, I know, imagine that. I played Peggy Sue, the one-legged stripper in a, a comedy movie in the UK. Um, didn't take any clothes off, thankfully, because she was a really bad stripper. Um, and as quick as she was taking them off, the audience was throwing them back at me. Um, <laughs> it was mad. And, it, you know, just saying yes just got me into the craziest places. But it was that it was them that, that did it for me. Yeah. And I've been the same ever since. That's incredible. I can totally understand <laughs> that. I felt like I found my tribe when I went to my first pro wrestling event. Just feeling the ex Amazing. the excitement yeah. of the crowd and seeing how like there's so many different types of people that are there. Like there's an old yeah. man with a prosthetic leg there. There's people of yeah. all colors and ethnicities there. And it's like you found something yeah. that you could relate to. Whereas yeah. Yeah. when you're newly diagnosed as an amputee or you find out, oh, you have this unique health condition, you can feel mm. like you're totally on an island. Completely. And you don't know which way to turn because people they want to help and they feel like they're saying the right thing but until you've you've walked a mile in our shoes it's it's really difficult to know what the right thing is to say um but yeah when you find your tribe it's liberating isn't it and you just feel that you can do anything then absolutely speaking of doing anything as we start to wind down uh lindsay watterson it has been incredible to meet you talk to you and share your story where can people find you if they want to reach out to you learn a little bit more about your incredible journey and look at some look at some fancy walking sticks some uber super fancy walking sticks that's it so we're at neowalk uh, neo-walk.com um that's that's the website and on there you'll find the shop you'll find all our beautiful walking sticks but you'll also find my blog and i've written lots of blogs about the different things that i've done i even speak them i read them out because not everybody can, uh, can 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 read them so i speak them in my unique yorkshire accent um so yeah you can read them and you can listen to them as well and you'll read about me running away to the circus and being blown up in army um yeah events and all sorts of things go go read them they're quite funny <laughs> i look forward to taking a look at that we will have links to those in the show notes below but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the sit down standout show i am the rolling dragon ben and dykstra she is lindsay watterson and until next time keep calm and roll on